Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. For all you schmoopy-loving West Allen shippers, tonight is for you. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. had um a moment like barry had tonight with the risky business it was epic yeah epic scene what's up guys (laughs) we are so happy to be back to talk about season four episode two mixed signals of the flash my name is drew jones you can follow me on all social media at okdrewj and i'm going to swing it over to my lovely co-panel Hey guys, I'm Carolina Benetti. You can find me on Twitter at Carolina Benetti and Instagram at LenaBean113. Hey everyone, this is Chauncey K. Robinson and you can find me on Twitter at Miss Chauncey KR. Oh my gosh. Okay, I feel like there's just so much to talk about there was tonight. A lot. Yeah. So I want to personally start with my favorite, Wally West, because uh, I feel like Wally was kind of going through it tonight and I. He was feeling neglected. Yeah. There was a lot of pieces, even in the very beginning, when Barry just, like, ran out, like, I'll handle it. And Mm -hmm. Wally was like, "Uh, I could help. It was, I felt for him. I feel (laughs) like he's been sidelined, and now that Flash is back, um, and he's really feeling it. And I almost feel like, you know, this is the Flash. We're all here for Barry Allen. And if we're going to have another speedster with, they had said that HR would be coming back into the scene... So if we're going to have another speedster, I want to see Speedy and maybe, or not Speedy, but uh, Violet Bean's character come mm-hmm. back uh, instead of Keenan Linesdale as Kid Flash. I think he would be best served on Supergirl, where oh. he could kind of like go to another Earth and be a speedster and really have a great role I want model. I Wally to stay also, right where he is. No, or <laughs> Legends City. of Tomorrow, because mm. he's not growing as a superhero. Like, he's going to be stagnant now because he's always going to be under Flash's shadow. And if he's going to grow, he's got to go somewhere. Like, either, I think. His personality would be so awesome to see on the screen with Melissa well, Benoist. I think, I think it's a pointed thing they're doing right now mm-hmm. with him feeling. I mean, it's obvious, you know, with him feeling a little bit sidelined. And, you know, we all know how The Flash does it. You know, there's a build up, there's little things in the yeah. beginning, and it builds up throughout the season. So we'll probably see how that manifests and what he will do. I mean, in this episode with Kilgore and everything like that, we saw that he had his moments where, mm-hmm. I mean, when he, you know, found the insulin gun and or the insulin shot and things like that. He's very much using his brain and things of that nature. So, um, the Japanese in the last episode. So, I think what what we may see is that although he may not be the head Flash right now, we may see him grow in other ways. At least I'm hoping. Because I don't want him to go anywhere. I don't want him to go either. And I was was bummed that, like, they neglected him so much in this episode and that, like, Cisco didn't hook up his suit. Why didn't you hook up his suit, yeah, Cisco? That, w- that was pretty obvious. But it actually helped him. That's Considering very true. it kind of backfired that uh, Barry's suit was so 
you know, um, technologically advanced. And we should talk, you know, we're going to talk about that. Yeah. But, like, yeah, it's a, it was a whole thing. But Wally I'm still felt standing by it. what I said with by Wally. I don't think he can grow on this show because he's a speedster. And I think Jesse Quick, not Speedy, I meant to say Jesse Quick would be a really great speedster to have on this show because she's also really tech savvy and she can help in the lab. Um, but I think that he would grow a lot as a character if we got to see him on Legends or on... My favorite would be Supergirl. I think he would do a lot of good there. Well, I don't want my man going anywhere, but if you agree with us, disagree with us, let us know in the chat, um, and we'll be sure to bring it back up a little bit later. Yeah, I mean, one of the things, I mean, in the comics is, like, one of Wally's um, places is the same as Jay, which is Keystone. Like, he's not the flash of Central Mm -hmm. City. So maybe they may be building up to something of that nature where he goes to a different city. Spinoff, maybe, you know, that might be a thing. I I watch it. That too. That too. I mean, yeah. if we've got Legends, why not a CW's version of Teen Titans? They could add him in there. I mean, they've I'd got be, Robin and Raven. I'd be so There's into so that. many great characters. Yeah. I'd I would want to be on that panel. Yeah. So let's get into tonight's villain, Kilgore. Kilgore. Uh, we start the episode <laughs> out with this Oliver Queen's apartment. Like we yeah. weren't going to notice. I don't know if anyone else caught that. That definitely <laughs> is an apartment we've seen before. If you watch Arrow. But um, we start out with this kind of, you know, bougie, uppity tech guy. Yeah. Being Who a, I did not like. I didn't like him either. Being a jerk. And he hops into the elevator, still being a jerk. And he essentially gets, like, blended in the yeah. elevator. And which it was, you know, and that was the thing about Nasty. some of these kills tonight or potential kills tonight. They were a lot more, like, they were a bit more, like, they were gross. He was they, mad. They were, he, you know, he was cold stone in some of these things, especially with the elevator scene. Like, it kept going up and down, and then I guess he eventually just turned to, like, liquid or whatever like yeah. that. And it was, I mean, it was interesting that they played it that way because you also, you didn't really care about the guy because he was such a, you know, jerk. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like, wow, this is a pretty violent way to start off this episode. Which is an interesting <laughs> juxtaposition because Barry's personality in this season so far has been so upbeat. So it's interesting that his uh, villains are taking on almost an arrow type murder-esque feel to them as his personality has taken on more of like a Mickey Mouse Club adventure feel. which we will definitely dive more into that. So we find out that this guy um, is going after his old MIT team that stole his app idea. Yeah. Um, and he's big mad. Yeah, not a little mad. Big, big mad. mad. Big, <laughs> big mad. I thought it was interesting that dynamics between, like, him and his, like, um, former co-workers. It was very... I mean, there's so many... One of the great things about The Flash is that there's always so many geeky moments mm-hmm. in there. It's very much a, a, a show where the characters where the people are, like, reminiscent of people who like these sort of things, like geek tech people, and they don't shy away from that, exactly. And they don't shy away from, you know, that kind of characterization, even with, like, the one of the women, the one of the women that was who Kilgore was going after, Sheila. I mean, she was, you know, mean, but she was kind of bad, you know? In the terms of, like, what did you just, you grew some balls? Yeah. You know? She's like, like, what? You know, she's playing her video games, Mm -hmm. the guy comes in, she was like, get over your crush. I'm like, that is total geek woman right there. I'm it, even though you're kind of not a good person <laughs> you're right not now. very nice, but... You know? But, I mean, it was also interesting just the way, I mean, we found out, you know, how he got his powers, or we didn't find out how he got his powers. Yeah. <laughs> very uneasy. Did. It totally set the tone for, and again, this is like another Arrow reference for all of my fellow Arrow watchers. 
uh, it set the tone for this guy who's kind of playing a chess piece, like mm-hmm. puzzle board with all of these characters. And they did this in Arrow a couple seasons ago where they couldn't figure out where the magic was coming from and how it was all accumulating from a different place than we'd seen before. And now they're kind of introducing that same aspect into Flash where the... Oh, what's the term? Is He's a bit of a ringleader in the way, kind of mm-hmm. like a circus master. I can't think of what the term is for that. Guys, help me out in the chat. Um, but yeah, he's kind of like ho- pulling the strings, and it's set up very much in the same way, where he's in the sterile lab, and he's got this one assistant, and she knows what's going on. It's like play for play out of Arrow. So if you guys want to get hints on Flash, maybe go back two seasons on Arrow and see how that villain played out. That was another thing. There was actually a little some Easter eggs in there of the arrow in this in yeah. today's episode with um, with one of the other points of of the storylines. But yeah, the thinker it's it's kind of he's doing kind of a chess piece sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we found that with Kilgore. I mean, one of the things with Kilgore is that yeah, he wasn't like the big bad like you know he was the meta human of the week, but at the same time, it's it's. It's once once again this thing with the season where it's building up. Like, yeah. he's part of a chess piece. He needed to be where he was, as the thinker was saying. Like, he's exactly where he needed to be. So it was kind of like um, the thinker knew that Barry was going to beat Kilgore. Yeah. And it's like, it's even... And it kind of makes you feel this way of, like, one of those things of destiny or whatnot that he already kind of, he probably doesn't know the future, but he already has, as we know, if you know the backstory of the thinker, that he's planned out everything. He's gotten, he has the 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 point B or point A of every single moment. So it's kind of like, is can Barry outsmart probably one of the smartest men alive? Yeah. You know? So we see Kilgore, aka Deacon, take Tim and goes into this giant warehouse and he like has him chained up and starts pulling him apart and so obviously Barry and Wally come and you know do their thing and Wally is totally sidelined again because dude you gotta move out because (laughs) Kilgore recognizes that there's technology in Barry's new suit and completely controls Barry funny thing about Barry's suit I don't know if anyone else caught this but Mm. one of the functions is Babble, and if you are a comic book nerd, Cisco sort of pulled a Batman, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> if you are comic book nerds like we are, um, Babble is referencing to the Justice League of America comics, mm. which Batman has little folders on all of his teammates, and the Babble is supposed to like neutralize their powers. Mm-hmm. And in this case, it actually ends up being like a self destruction in case there's an evil Barry, as Cisco puts it. And I just thought that was such a cool little... I geeked out. Yeah, it was like, wow. Like, even Cisco's thinking of... He's like... He was. He said, he's like, I've never encountered an evil berry before. What if I have to do that? And it's like, hmm. Like, I mean, once again, it like goes back to these yeah. little Easter eggs that we're saying. That they're connecting it to other mm-hmm. instances where this has happened. I also wonder... Well, the suit itself was a Justice League of America... Justice League Unlimited on the animated series mm-hmm. um, Easter egg. Yeah. Because the Flash does have an enhanced suit on the animated series yeah. in one of the episodes, which I thought that was kind of cool. I wonder if Cisco put that in there because they weren't sure what kind of, like, what Barry they were going to get when they finally got him out of, you know, 
the Speed Force. I mean, it's one of those things where, I mean, Cisco's brain, as all those, and they had their geek moments, he probably thought, I mean, we saw the flotation device, which was, I mean, that's another thing about this episode. There were so many very cool scenes. The flotation device scene, the scene where Barry catches all of the um, grenades. That Mm -hmm. was a very meticulous scene. And I was like, wow, that's really... Which, shout out to Armin VFX, because he does all the special effects on The Flash. So Mm -hmm. if you guys want to check him out on Twitter, you can. Um, It's Armin VFX. I'll look it up and I'll put it in the uh, comments for you guys afterwards. But he does such a good job with the special effects. Yeah, that we really saw that this happened with this particular episode. Fabulous. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I wonder, I mean, obviously we're not going to get to find out because they went ahead and took all the tech out by the end of the episode. But I would have been interested to see what else the suit could do. You know, but... The Flash is good enough alone. Ivan in the chat says, Caitlin saying, why not just give him an oxygen tank was great. Basically. Yeah. And Cisco, was, <laughs> Cisco was like, yeah, that's a really good idea. Which shows, I mean, once again, we that was one of the things also of this episode. We saw that more mind of the Flash team was better than one. Like, mm-hmm. even Cisco with the technology, Barry realizing that he needed to bring Wally into helping him out, even though Wally got knocked out. Yeah. Or listening to Iris and things of that nature, with, with in terms of Kilgore, was necessary for that. And even though, you know, I know there was talk online that this could be a filler kind of episode, I think episodes like this really, you know, serve to serve the the basis of what what the flash is at the heart of this this show which is team flash absolutely i actually think wally included wally, <laughs> I think this was a really wally's not going anywhere i think it was a really important episode because it kind of set the tone for where it's going and it set up the villain more i agree i think this was a very important episode as far as and we'll get into it more as the show goes on but as far as the power dynamic yeah. of team flash and the starting the sort of unraveling of our seasoned villain. I think um, Kilgore was a lot more aggressive and angrier than any other villain. I mean, besides like the head honchos, like I think he's a lot more aggressive than most of the metas we've dealt with in past seasons. And I'm wondering if that's like a sign for what's to come. If they're just yeah. going to get more and more aggressive. Although we did hear from the executive producers, this was this is supposed to be a lighter season mm-hmm. than the past season. So maybe that's the, the the balance that the villains may be a lot less happy, but everyone else, you know, even with some of the more intense scenes in this episode, there was still somewhat poppy kind of music yeah. going on. So I think they're re- really trying to intertwine that lighter tone, which I appreciate. <laughs> which, keeping the light theme, we got to get our girl Gypsy back. Yeah. I love the Gypsy Cisco. I was kind of disappointed they didn't use her and her powers in the episode a bit. I She was there. I kept waiting for Cisco to ask her to help him. I like that we got to see a different side of Gypsy. Yeah. A little softer side of Gypsy. I liked, I think it was... Gypsy, a, turn up, kick butt. Yeah, for sure. But I like that she's not one-dimensional. Yeah. And, you know, even though that's what she does on Earth-19, it's one of those things where she didn't have to do that. Because, once again, Team Flash was handling that. Mm -hmm. And it would be the same thing, like, if Cisco went over there and was suddenly like, well, let me take care of your thing. And, you know, in this particular episode, we were showed more of her focusing on the romance aspect of wanting to be there with Cisco, which is growth for her character. I agree. I totally agree. I think the Cisco Gypsy... Just how different they are, but the fact that he can pull that sort of crush, you know, schoolgirl crush out of her, I just think is yeah. so... And he's so goofy. He is. He's just... 
I'm like, and he's working for Central PD now. Yeah. Is, he comes in like, sorry guys, I was late. The curls weren't working for me, which is very different from, you know, when um, when the other character was there. So he has a, a more of an upbeat personality once again with the intertwining of the lightness mm-hmm. at work, so which was... Speaking of work, uh, one thing that's kind of bugging me about the season so far is that we've seen Cisco. he's still like there with the PD, helping them out, but... Iris has to have an identity outside of Star Labs. Like, I really liked it when she was a journalist, and eventually that is where the future leads. So when is she going to go back to continue being a journalist? She can't just be in Star Labs all I the time. I actually think her identity is much more solid yeah. now than it ever has been. I agree. And I want to get more into that when we start talking about, you know, her and Barry. But I think um, the Gypsy Cisco thing, the... The one 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 holiday. Can we celebrate that on this? <laughs> so one, one one soul equals one soul. Something like one that. One soul plus one soul <laughs> equals one soul. One it's soul. Very I don't see how that Shmoopy. works. Shmoopy. Because they're becoming one. Together. I know. It's like that Spice Girl song. When I'm not gonna sing. I'm sure. <laughs> I don't I don't want to subject you. Yeah, but that but. was to become one. So wouldn't it be a a two-one holiday. I don't know. It's, right? it's on Earth 19. Not one, 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 one. Earth 19 has, <laughs> what is it, St. Shaquille O'Neal? Yeah. Yeah, oh, Something. God. That That's me. another holiday I'll celebrate. But it was cute. Like it was it. The whole dynamic was cute, and I think it's nice that we're seeing this, like, roundup with, um, you know, keeping with the romance, Caitlyn kind of giving advice to Cisco, mm-hmm. and we saw a little bit more of that dynamic, you know, the friendship dynamic, even though Drew and I were, like, talking about how we kind I still think they might go romantic, but maybe they're more focusing on the gypsy thing, but I'm not going to descend into that. I'm just saying it was nice that she was, yeah. you know, there to give Cisco that advice. She was a bit of a love doctor this Yeah, she was episode. a love doctor. I, the therapy. I like, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, she's gone through enough relationships to have advice to give. Yeah, which is another aspect that I'm happy. I'm kind of happy they're not, like, just trying to throw her with someone else again this season. So far. I mean, it's only episode two. We'll see. working on herself. Fingers crossed. Not everyone needs to be in a relationship. Yeah, Caitlin has a lot going on with Killer Frost. I really want to see that pan out. And her to get... I'd like to see her get to the point where she can control herself as Killer Frost. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That didn't sound convoluted at all. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, so Cisco Gypsy comes to have their date, and Cisco keeps putting her on the back burner, and we get to see a little heart to heart between Caitlyn and Cisco, being like, "Hey, she's not. You're in the doghouse right now." And so, I'm really glad we get to see Cisco be so happy. Yeah. Just because last season it was just very dark for Cisco, I felt like, and I'm just glad that we finally get to see him. Yeah, he was back to he was back to who he was, like Mm -hmm. that 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 happiness in a way or finding the humor and everything I yeah say. he's my favorite character cisco on the flash is my absolute favorite character cisco definitely has um the best lines in my opinion he he has a couple of things that had me dying like he said uh when he was looking at the elevator he's like well i can't ever look at sriracha again yeah <laughs> and i was like the curls moment. That's great. Yeah. The curls. The, we didn't um, see him do vibes this time. He's just like so strong. Well, he, yeah, he did. He, he vibed Gypsy in. Well, yeah, quick. but in terms of talking about like, like the fighting thing. Type, yeah. You know. Um, let's go to the chat room real quick. What's everybody saying in there? Uh, well, there's a little bit of uh, Cisco having his tant- tant- tantrum made me laugh so hard. Godspeed Knight was saying that. You know, then there was a, there's a little bit of discussion about Iris, which we're getting to. Mm-hmm. Eventually, so we'll talk about that a little. A lot of talk about Iris, actually, because you know Iris is HBIC. Yes, <laughs> yes. I'm real excited to get into Iris 
Love they also brought virus. up the fact that Caitlyn had the cold gun in her hand. Yeah, she did again. That. Yep. Iris was also, you know, holding some weaponry when they all thought they didn't know who was coming in and mm-hmm. ended up being Gypsy, which was a picture that actually um, Candace was um, uh, putting out online, which was such an iconic picture. And it was so great to see it, like, in action for yeah. this episode. So I will say real quick, while we're on Caitlyn, I love seeing her and Iris's friendship kind of develop. Um, I think for these la- the first three seasons, we just kind of saw them as individual entities and we didn't really get to see any like girl power go on it was just kind of like i'm existing you're existing yeah we have coexisting plot lines so i'm excited to see like you know them confiding in one another and like they're actually being a friendship Mm -hmm. there that is nice to see yeah because in the previous previous episode caitlin when she did see when when iris did see caitlin she was like excuse me where have you been Mm -hmm. so (laughs) to see that that goes from episode one to this where she's taking a little bit of advice from caitlin we're seeing that growth or that reconfiguration of you know the flash team yeah so i know we've been putting this off for a hot (laughs) minute and i imagine you guys are going off in the comments right now but Obviously, the main focal point of this entire episode was the West Allen yes. relationship. And I feel like... Which is the heart of the show. The heart. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think this was a huge episode. Yeah, it was. For it. So we start out with Barry not listening to Iris. He's like... With the most epic entrance ever, though. Like, who doesn't want to do the risky business entrance in their a- house? And he got to do it on screen. For millions of people, I want Grant to talk about that. That had to be so much fun, mm-hmm. side note. For sure. No, I agree. I think everyone's done. Uh, I mean, I have. I know. I've done it. Yeah, I've done the times. risky business. Especially when I'm cleaning. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, he started out really happy in this episode. And he was. What the thing with Barry is that he was. he has this tendency, I think we were talking about it, where... Right now, they're kind of like executive producers were saying that they want to return him to kind of season one Barry, where he was a little bit more happy to be the Flash, happy to be back, and he referenced that. But it's also the the problem of him kind of having the blinders on mm-hmm. a little bit, where he doesn't notice that he's not listening to Iris. He doesn't notice that he's not waiting for Wally to come with him. And we saw with this particular episode that that was something that communication thing wasn't just starting when he got back. It was actually as it's- Iris revealed. When he chose the lead. Yeah, sorry, way before everything. Yeah. I will say I loved the but, quick Game of Thrones reference uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, when yeah. he was catching up on TV. We saw a quick, I don't know, I mean, obviously they say that Jon Snow died, Jon Snow didn't die. But before that, you see a quick you little reference. You just ruined it for all the people who haven't seen it. it listen, if you don't <laughs> know now. Now you know. Now you know. Mm-hmm. Now you know. No, but to be fair, so I felt that Irish was being a little bit selfish with Barry. Bear with me here, because at the end of the day, she says, you know, we are the Flash. It's not just you. When I put this ring on my finger, I committed to this. Yes, that's true, and I agree with her. But at the same time, she's marrying him knowing that he's the Flash. And that's what heroes do. Heroes never make the selfish choice. It's like what he said. Sometimes the whole weight of the city is on him, and at the end of last season, the city was literally being ripped apart by the Speed Force. He didn't have a choice. He didn't have time to sit there and have a heart-to-heart with people about, gee, what do you think I should do, babe? Well, I think like, one of the things is that... unfair of her to... I understand why she's mad, but I think it's very unfair of her to hold that against him and hold that inside because he really had no option. And like you said, we are the Flash. Well, yeah, babe, but you also like knew that 
he's going to make those decisions and it's not going to be the last time. Well, that's the thing, though. If you reference season three where he has said it to Iris before is that there is no flash without Iris. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to go off and suddenly there's no flash in the central city, you should probably you should probably talk to the person who you say is your soulmate. I mean, I, we have to remember that all these characters are individuals. All these characters have these human emotions as well. And she has every right to feel like you were going to leave me. And it was she didn't know it was going to be six months. No one knew it was going to be a six months. Totally. And to know that and to understand that and to not have it to say, hey, at the end of this, I know you think everything's great, but I'm going to walk away because, you know, I feel like the weight of the world and I and the, the city's going to blow up. And if I don't leave, then, you know, that is. The thing is, like Iris pointed out tonight, she was like, how would you know what I'm going to say unless you give me a chance to say it? And that's what goes back to this question of communication. Mm-hmm. I think I and the, and the whole thing about them being able to move forward as team Flash, that Iris and Barry are the Flash, that Team Flash is the Flash, not just Barry. So he doesn't have to have the weight of the world on his right. shoulders by himself. Because let's be honest. I mean, to be fair, the name of the show isn't Flash and the team. But it's just Flash. let's be honest, there are very many times where Barry would have been done for if he didn't have exactly. the team. So Absolutely. There, would, there would be no Flash without Team Flash. Yeah. But he always makes the hardest sacrifices at the end of the day. I don't think that's true. Uh, Iris made some sacrifices. I was say, Joe's <laughs> made some serious ones. I'm Wally's not saying other some. people didn't, but as like the main focal hero of this storyline, he's made the most. Like he had to let his mother go because of so the paradox. Right, but he he had it within his like grasp to finally fix that. Do you know what I and mean? And he went to Flashpoint and kind of messed things up. Yeah, because <laughs> so, it, and then he spent a whole season making up yeah, for it. But because he decided not to talk to anyone and decided to go back to a time when his mother was alive. I mean, there's I mean, there's a debate about who's more to blame or who who's yeah. been more we selfish. Go and, over, and there's you know, but what I think what we got from this episode in particular was that they came to an understanding. Yeah, which I appreciate it. Whether I agreed with Barry or Iris, it was like I understood that they came to this understanding that we're going to talk because we are Team Flash. I'm happy that they're talking, but I do think that that was a selfish moment that she was having. I'm not saying she shouldn't have had the conversation, but as like a fellow fan on the outside, I'm like, this is a selfish moment that she's having holding this against him. I understand it, but it's a little selfish. I think um, I'm going to have to disagree with that. I think she definitely made... A lot of sense. Also, the dynamic has vastly changed since he's left. Yeah. Iris is that beep. She's that girl. Like, she's... Head she, honcho. Um, I know and that's she, the thing about her identity, too. About yeah. the fact that, yes, I mean, as someone... You know, I it would be awesome if she, you know, went back to being reporter Iris, especially for, because of the comics and things of that nature. But we also saw her take more a, of a leadership role in Team Flash. And I think that's helping to define her as well in terms of being one of the heroes of Central City. And I think we saw such an important moment tonight where, you know, we have Caitlin saying one thing, we have Cisco saying one thing to Barry, and essentially it was Iris who came through and was like, Barry, listen to me. That was a good moment. Yeah, and I don't think we would have, I don't think we would have gotten the same outcome had Iris not been the one, had Iris not taken charge and, you know, took hold of the reins. That lightning bolt moment, once again, going back to the special effects of this episode was awesome. Yeah. And just the fact that it was such a, like, you know, he made his heart may stop. And, you know, Candace just being like, well, not, <laughs> well, Iris, being like, you know, do it. Like, run, Barry. Mm-hmm. Run. Which is, 
got me. But, you know, that I moment. It. It, it's all, it always, and that's such a great thing about the writers, particularly in this episode, we saw that a lot of things become full cir- circle. I saw mm-hmm. people talking online where they pointed out the parallels of how Iris and Barry talk to each other. Yeah. Of where, you know, Barry, I think last season told Iris, you're my everything. And Iris said it this episode too. Yeah. Which there's parallels with, you know, their, their relationship. That's key to the storylines. Yeah. I was actually reading some of your all's comments last week and saw a couple of you talking about, you know, Iris doesn't really have, she's just a filler. She doesn't really have a spot on the team. She's just kind of there because she's Barry's fiance. If this episode showed us anything, (laughs) it is that Iris West is so much more than the fiance. She is set, like, this is another instance where there would be no Flash without Team Flash. Yeah. That would have been a done deal for Barry had we not had Team Flash. Yeah. And I loved that even though it's kind of like a serious, you know, communication issues in a relationship are obviously serious. I love that they still handled it in a, like, lighthearted, kind of funny... Fa- I thought the therapy sessions were funny. Yeah. Like the... Oh, they totally were funny. Yeah. When he left and she's like, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna write, write down that, that he ran out of here, aren't you? I also thought it was <laughs> morbid, but funny, that he was like... Yeah, I've been to therapy before because uh, my mom died. And she looked at him and she's like, it's okay. Like, I'm fine. And he's like, well, I'm not fine. I've just dealt with it. He's like, if it makes you feel better, my dad died too. <laughs> <I'm> yeah. like, <laughs> for you your notes. Yeah, for your yeah. notes. Like, <laughs> and then it was this awkward moment where it was like, okay. <laughs> and you also, with that moment, even if it was lighthearted, you see how much these characters have gone through. Yeah. They even named Laurel. From, yeah. you know, I was like, oh, Laurel got a reference on here. You know, it was just, you know, they there there was these references of how much and how much they've all been through mm-hmm. that we saw with this episode. Once again, where, you know, some people felt like this was going to be a filler type of episode, but I really felt like it needed to be an episode that happened because of character development for all yeah. of them. And I think it was a pivotal moment, again, for Iris and Barry, because I feel like for a while there, I just felt like it was like honeymoon-esque, like there was no really like any fighting. They just like loved each other and love, 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 blah, blah, blah. And, like, obviously, you know, we're supposed to get a lighthearted season, but I still wanted to see a realistic... Yeah, I still wanted to see a realistic, you know, point of view on a relationship, and I think we got that today. But what are you guys thinking in the comments? Let us know. There's a big debate going on about Iris. I think you opened up a can of words. Oh, yes. <laughs> there's Lord. a little bit about who is selfish and who gets to express emotions and whatnot. And, you know, there's a lot of good, you know, points being made that Barry is not the only person who should be allowed to have emotions and grieve and things of that nature. So, I yeah, it's definitely, I think it's going to be an ongoing yeah. topic. Superpowers do not get to make your feelings more validated. Yeah. That's just how I feel. all right so we've got the iris and barry thing under wraps yes let's talk about the main evil the thinker yeah he made the appearance towards the end which was you know interesting um because we once again like we were saying like the chess piece of Mm -hmm. what who he's connected to um and all once again goes back to this question of destiny yeah like um not necessarily destiny like last season destiny but more so he has all this thought out so it's it's kind of the question of whatever Barry and the team do, are they kind of just playing into his plan? And right. then the other thing is, what is his plan? Yeah. <laughs> what is... Because- well, so fun fact for comic book fans. Uh, so they have mentioned previously in last season that the Suicide Squad exists. 
They said this is where Waller kept her Suicide Squad. So the Thinker is actually a member of the Suicide Squad. Mm -hmm. He accepts missions with them. So I wonder if he's building kind of like an anti-Suicide Squad type situation to bring up against Barry because he's mad at Waller. So there's that possibility. He is also a member of the Injustice League. No, not the Injustice. The Yeah, the Injustice Society. So a lot of people who used to watch like the old Super Friends from back in the day, they know like the Injustice Society led by like Lex Luthor and all those creepazoids. And there's a lot of really fun um, plot lines that could come out of there. Uh, and I wonder if some of the metahumans that we're going to be seeing are supervillains that he incorporated into old plots from like the early, I don't know if it was the 80s or the 90s when that show was on. But I remember remember the Wonder Twins? And she was always yeah. like, I've been turning into something awesome and my brother's a bucket of water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so he's from both of those. And he has a couple different incarnations. But the thinker's interesting because he's a former DA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's worked in the police force. And it didn't go well for him because he felt like he was on the wrong end because right. he lost to, mm-hmm. you know, a big mob boss. So he went on the other end and started working for him. And then he kind of just like built his powers up you know, um, yeah. through working on the other end of justice. So he kind of went to evil on his own, in a way. So, when after Kilgore has been captured and he's at Iron Heights, we find out that they've realized he wasn't in Central City when you know, all the other metahumans were getting their powers. He was actually in Silicon Valley and so they're like, how'd you get them? Yeah. And he just says, I'm not the only one. Yeah. And so then we flash the Well, thinker. after he says, you wouldn't believe me if yeah. I told you, you which if I- totally sets it up for the thinker mm-hmm. showing up. And Grant, so, you know, he has this mental cap that gives him this, like, mental force, like, the ability to project it. That's his whole, like, villainous superpower. So have they changed that now where he can now create metahumans? Or is he running some kind of, like artifact? Are we going to see more crossover from Arrow or even Supergirl? Well, there's a Legends. crossover coming soon, Absol- so who absolutely. knows where that's going to play into yeah. it. And also, one of the things that stood out to me, I don't know if we want to call it how shady the warden guy looked, who said, oh, totally. well, you know, we'll totally like take care yeah. of it. He goes to the thing and it's like, I'm like, and he walks, I'm like, who's that guy? Yeah, <laughs> I wonder if he's <laughs> under the employment of the thinker, I mean, and that's why they wanted him in Iron Heights, because Creep Creepalicious there at the end. That's what I'm going to call him. Creepalicious. It. I don't. Mm-mm. Yeah, that he definitely has know. some type of significance. They wouldn't. Yeah. Have- which Shot is interesting. Like that. It's kind of like, it's one of these things, once again, where things are building up. We're seeing little, and that's why we needed sort of this episode to see how everyone's connected to each other and that heart, because I feel like stuff's going to start hitting the fan soon. Yeah. So we'll see how that kind of pans out. We will see. Oh, Godspeed uh, Night 7 says, that was Warden Freaking Wolf from the comics. He's an extremist. Yeah, Warden I didn't Wolf. see. Yeah, I didn't see up. his um, badge. That's why I was like, "Who is that yeah. guy?" Yeah, I didn't know who it was either. Um, but I'm gonna research his history and come back next week with what he is a creeper. Yeah, that Warden should be Wolf really interesting. So we have a little bit of gossip news surrounding. Yeah, the, a little bit of news. Yeah, um, nothing like too extensive. I mean, because Flashcat is just so nice and yeah, <laughs> no, no scandalous. They're not things or whatever. Crazy. But in terms of um, just some happenings with the cast that's going on, just to point out, Keenan, um, Keenan um, Lonsdale, Kid Flash, Wally West, we don't want to go anywhere. Don't leave. Um, has a new music video out. Um, it's called The Good Life. It's you know, um, very happy. 
wholesome. I love the song. Well, not wholesome. <laughs> but no. it's uh, very nice. Be- <laughs> talking about a lot of stuff. A lot, a lot of things. Yeah. And it's, um, I don't know if we're going to like maybe play, you know, a little clip of that. And did I hear Candace is also in the video? Yeah. yeah Candace makes an little... appearance. Yes, the parents. It's a super fun song, though. Yeah, it is. I mean, he has a very high, like, you know, upbeat way about him. I think this is, like, his second single. Yes. Because the other one was Higher. Yes. Yeah. Which is also a jam. Fun fact, a lot of these people are from his show that he was on before he was on The Flash, uh, Dance Academy. Oh, cool. A lot of these people are awesome. on the show with him. Uh, disclaimer, I never saw that show. It's on Netflix. It's, it's addicting. If you love. Yeah, and so, yeah, check it out. It's on YouTube right now. I believe a lot of his other music is on SoundCloud and Spotify and whatnot. Um, also, because he always stays busy, he's got his new movie coming out. Uh, it's premiering at Screamfest LA this week I'm on so the excited. yeah tomorrow it's premiering and it's called like share follow uh, it basically deals with um, his character who is a YouTube star who basically um, gets into a relationship with a fan and things of course because this is a horror genre don't go very well because she becomes kind of obsessive and stalkerish yeah um, and we I, have a trailer from that and you're gonna be there tomorrow yeah as well, so too. for all of our LA fans if you're watching uh, tickets are still on sale it's at the Chinese theater I'll be there so if you see me come up and say hi and I'm super excited for it it yeah. looks creepy oh yeah she looks like a creepy fan. Yeah, it's definitely maybe basic instinct type. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so that's going to be coming out. And actually, um, I believe it's having its Screamfest premiere this week, but it will be coming out theatrically, I believe, on Halloween. Mm-hmm. That's what I've been hearing. So those are two awesome things. And then, in more related to the Flash itself news, there have been, you know, um, pictures coming about about the four-way epic crossover Ooh, that we're going so to be getting good. with the Flash, Arrow, Supergirl, and DC so Legends of Tomorrow. And, you know, we got a few pictures from that. Um, shout out and credit to, um, to the Twitter user who... Um, you know, um, showed us this, the Masara. I always pronounce that wrong. It's from it's from Wonder Woman, guys. The mascara, <laughs> the mascara bound. Um, with this, we have uh, uh, Candace Uh-oh. in the dress, Iris in the dress, and there's another one where clearly they were having the wedding, but something went it wrong. It literally looks like Cinderella's. Ball and then gown. we have this one um, from Hollywood North Buzz, uh, where you know there's speculation of what's happening in this scene. You know, of course the two. Super couples, a CW superhero type thing, um, whether or not there's a ceremony or if they're just happy. But also, they're in dark clothing, so people are wondering if there's some sort of uh, funeral that happens in this four-way crossover. Y'all better. So I'm mean, Ivory, so I'm hoping. Someone I'm always hoping got, has best. to die. <laughs> so. Y'all better give Iris some happiness. I'm so, tired. Yeah, so we'll see how that goes. So, yeah, that's a little bit of, you know, news and gossip. So I'm really look, looking forward to the four-way crossover. I think it's going to be epic. I am so excited. The four-way yeah. crossover is one of my favorite times of the year. It's so great <laughs> to see them all intermix. It's like Christmas. It is. <laughs> Literally, it is kind of Christmas. Yeah. It is so It's exciting. usually that and then hiatus. Yeah. So what are some of y'all's predictions for the season, or for the next episode at least? Or what do you want to see? After Buzz TV predictions. Ayo. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> I think we're finally going to get like a major uh, villain that isn't trying to attack Barry for his past or present, but is actually trying to like reap the total control of the city. 
kind of, I feel like we're going to see almost like an Oliver Queen-esque villain that we're used to on Arrow now entering the Flashverse, which I think is kind of awesome um, because it lets Barry stay happy in his personal life but maybe really deal with the total destruction of his city, which is a lot, which, as he said, in this episode, I felt like it's foreshadowing the rest of the season is that it's not just about me or you. It's me having to shelter the weight of the city and the decisions that I make. And I think that this villain is really going to push him to pick, you know, and that's going to make him grow a lot as a speedster because he's already gotten so fast. We've seen him go through so much and grow from the first season till now that I think that him having to really focus on what do I pick? How do I spend my time uh, with a villain that isn't trying to destroy his past or future? He needs that. Yeah. I think for this season or like the next episode, um, we're seeing something about luck and whatnot. So we don't know exactly what's happening there, but I think what we're seeing with the thinker is that he's, this is a long game. It's a, it's a long arc, Absolutely. you know? And what we're going to probably see is episodes where people may think that it's not super important what's happening, but it's building up to something. I like agree. this Kilgore situation where people thought, oh, this is like a one-off character. But clearly, he is it's in trinket to whatever the thinker is thinking. So we're going to see bases of that. And because I'm kind of looking forward to the fact that because the thinker is so meticulous with what he's doing, what kind of mind games he may play yeah. with, the, with the character in terms of their relationships because there's been a, a reinvigorating of the relationship, but maybe he might play into that and maybe that's part of what he's doing as well. I completely agree. To play off of that, I think this isol- this weird isolation we're seeing with Wally, I mm-hmm. think that's definitely going to come back at some point in the season and blow up. And I don't think it's going to be... I don't know. I Like I said, we've seen interviews where he said that we're going to see some interesting stuff come from Wally. I think yeah. we might see... Bad boy could flash for a second. That'd be interesting. I wouldn't be mad at it, but, um, <laughs> you know, because who doesn't love a bad boy? But I definitely think we're going to see some. Well, we saw rela- Emo Berry last year. Yeah, so. I think we're going to see some relationships <laughs> tested. I also am really interested to see what goes on with Caitlyn. Yeah. I want HR to come back. I forgot to yeah, mention that Yeah, he was lacking this this episode. I missed him, and that's the only reason why I think that Kid Flash would do well on Legends or even Supergirl, because we could have Jesse Quick and HR in the house, and I feel like Jesse's mind and her superpower of her speed would help a lot in the Flashverse. And then we could see him grow, but still come back and guest star from time to time. Mm. But he he deserves a chance to grow, too, because they've done a good job building his character into who he is today. But now I feel like he has no place to go. Where are they going to take him? I don't want him to have to be evil. Yeah. Yeah. Those are my two cents. Let us know what you guys think. But I think that is all the time we have tonight. Thank you so much. Sorry, everybody's mentioning on how HR is dead. I know. The Harrison Wells from the other Earth. There are too many Harrison Wells, you guys. I HR, Harrison Wells. (laughs) Yeah. Well, (laughs) we will see. Time will tell. Um, I guess we're all out of time tonight, so thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, You can catch us again next week, Tuesday, same time, same place. You can catch me on all forms of social media at OKDrewJ, and I'm going to hold over to you. Hey guys, you can catch me on Twitter at Carolina Vanetti and on Instagram at LenaBean113. I'm also always in the chat, so I will definitely answer you guys. 
Hey, once again, this is Chauncey K. Robinson, and you can catch me on Twitter at Miss Chauncey KR, and also always all up in that Iris West Defense Squads hashtag. <laughs> From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only. Do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. <laughs> 